This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Uh, well, welcome to Polythea. I'm the Polythea director, Matt Ryan. Uh, tonight, we are celebrating the final in our Focus on the Editor series. Uh, this is a new, new quarterly series coming to the Carsey Wolf. With each, each quarter, we're going to bring in different type of perspective of film, genres, or in this case, editors. So we're really excited. Uh, tonight, we're glad to have the editor from movies such as Seeking a Friend from the End of the World. 50-50, the true life documentary, This is the End. Uh, and of course, Neighbors. And the soon-to-be-released The Interview with Seth Rogen and James Franco. So you've seen the footage of this movie hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah. Do you, does it still make you laugh? It does. Yeah, it does. Uh, I was sitting in for like... 10 minutes or so and I, I was like oh man I haven't seen this in a front to back in a while and yeah I'm still funny like ass juice like it's still <laughs> funny to me but just the name is still funny to me um, the bros before hose party <laughs> is still that one still works really really well I was amazed by that um, yeah still making me laugh uh, is that a sign, especially for editing comedies, if, if it can keep you laughing after you're editing it in the room for hundreds and hundreds of days and time, is that like that joke should stay? Yes. Yeah. And conversely, if you don't like it, it's just like suddenly after five times, you're oh, it's not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nah, not necessarily. There's some jokes I didn't. I'm trying to think. Uh, having said that, I'm trying to think of a joke that I hated that stayed in the movie. But uh, there's a lot of jokes that I loved that both Nick and I love that left the movie because uh, audiences didn't like it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it works both ways. But yeah, the by and large rule is if it's still making us laugh day after day after day, then it's a keeper. Although sometimes you might have to cut it because of uh, it doesn't fit in the story or it exactly, just like, yeah. it's a great bit. Yeah. But, you know, it just you have to get rid of it. Oh, totally, yeah. But, I mean, uh, I think it's on the DVD. There's a whole Civil War, um, you know, when Zach mentions it, you know, like we burn the house down with the fireworks. You know, that was actually the one of the opening scenes of the movie. Was, you know, after we introduce um, uh, Seth and Rose's character, we go and hang out with the frat and introduce all the guys. There was this really elaborate... Um, um, tracking shot that that follows uh, Zach through every room in the in the fraternity, and you know he he picks up an item from from Scooney, from Astu's, from uh, uh, oh god, I've forgotten the character's name. I'm I'm totally in another movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> but each one of the characters, and then you know they go out and meet the guy that that. Uh, all these items that he's collected, they turn over to the guy that sells him fireworks. Huh. And so then they have this big Civil War reenactment on their front lawn where, where they uh, are shooting fireworks out of pledges <laughs> <laughs> at each other like cannons. They're just kind of lined up on the, on the lawn. Uh, and, um, you know, it was a good bit, and it was funny. We put it in front of an audience, and... Uh, it just, uh, yeah, it just died. <laughs> and, it, and it didn't fit the story. Like, it's like, okay, we're stopped. The story's about Seth and Rose, so. Right, know. and then that's, uh, and uh, so you students, please don't do that. 
But if you do do it, invite me because I kind of want to see that. Um, so let's go back to the beginning uh, before we get deep into the movie. How did you get? How did you get involved in the film? Which is the obvious. How did I get involved in yeah, Neighbors? Yeah, how did you start? Oh my God. Uh, mainly Seth and Evan. Uh, I had just worked with them on on This Is the End, and uh, so they were their producers of this movie and uh, Nick Stoller had he was lining this one up he wanted to do something totally different um, he'd just come off of um, what is it 40 five year engagement five year engagement yeah. Jason Siegel and yeah I think that's right yeah. Yeah. and um, so he really wanted like he wanted to totally change things up he uh, wanted to work with a new DP, a new editor, uh, just do something completely out of character from any of his other movies. And uh, so, you know, we set up a meeting and he and I hit it off and turned into that, basically. <laughs> and how, that seems very important because you have to be in sync with the director of all people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you guys are not on the same page, A, yeah. you're not going to get hired. Yeah. Or B, you won't keep the job. Correct. <laughs> uh, or sometimes you don't get along and you still keep the job. So, all right, so you started with Seth, and so Seth and obviously felt comfortable with you, and Evan felt comfortable with you, brought you in to meet this Nick, and that's how it kind yeah, of... Yeah, that happened, uh, and it's all, yeah, it's all kind of intertwined. Like, I did, uh, I did Foot This Way with Jody Hill, who I went to film school with. His follow-up was Observe and Report with starring Seth. Because Seth was a huge fan of Foot Fist Way. Um, and so we did Observe and Report at Warner Brothers. And there was this other movie that had been kind of floating around, floating around. And I was doing, after Observe, I did, I can't remember the chronology of the movies I did, but I did a couple of little tiny films. And But there was this other one that made the blacklist. Um, which I'm, you know, that's something that I'm always doing is like hustling and reading scripts and knowing. I, it's good to know what's out there. And so at the time it was called I'm With Cancer, and that turned into be 50 50 uh, with Levine. And uh, so I called in a favor for, from Jody. I was like, Jody, like, uh, hey, you know, Seth is producing this movie called I'm With Cancer. Like, can you get me a meeting? And I didn't know Seth that well at the time. Um, and Jody's like, dude, sure, man. I'll call him. And he called him up. I, I met with, um, I had a meeting with Levine like within a week. Yeah. And he and I hit it off. And <laughs> actually, I just remembered our meeting. It was at Sony. And uh, I met him at, there's a coffee bean on the Sony lot. And he, <laughs> I met him there and it, Oddly enough, it sleeted. No, it hailed, actually, that day in Culver City. But behind Levine on the TV, there was an ad for... What is that? It's the... Um, what is that thing? It's the, the muscle-building thing, the shake weight. Oh. <laughs> so, so behind him on the monitor, there was, you know, there was like this 15-minute commercial for the shake weight and and Levine's talking to me about the story and I'm totally into it and every time I glance up there's this like shake weight going like this in the background and I and I, I said dude dude I'm sorry man I'm really I'm listening to what you're saying but 
you got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and he and I hit it off. It was just one of those weird chemistry things. And then, yeah, from 50-50 turned into this is the end, and there you go. So it seems like, so, so being in sync with the editor, yeah. I mean, the director is a brilliant thing. Also, having the same vision of the script. Yes. So that helps. Uh, so let's talk a little about that. So you, you have a script, so you read a script, you like the movie, right. and then you take a movie that has a lot of improv. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you introing Neighbors, yeah, so I knew this was coming. <laughs> so, how does that, so how does that affect you in the editing room? Because if you have a straight script, it must be easier in some ways to edit when you know exactly the script is followed at the same time, a little yeah. more creative fun when they have improv. Yeah, that's, I mean, yes. Yes and no. Uh, it's it's harder. Uh, it's a lot harder. Uh, comedies are number one, a lot harder. Improv comedies are even harder than that. Um, mainly because with a, with a comedy, you've typically got maybe twelve to fifteen times the footage, maybe even more than you would with a drama. So you know, whereas a drama might shoot you know, all day, and then you get a total of two hours at the end of the day, uh, you know, an improv comedy, they'll shoot all day, and you've got 15 hours of footage, you know, and that somehow or another you got to watch or at least go through, be familiar with, and so forth. So it's, you know, it's a catch-22. You can be really creative, but there's so much footage. That. And don't you have to worry about the scene because if the, if it takes it too far away from the initial right. scene, it could throw off the movie, like you just mentioned the, the Civil exactly. War. Yeah. Uh, is it, so is that you're the first one who cuts that together, or how yep. does that decision? And then the director will come in and look with you. And yeah, typically uh, how it's worked is you know we'll shoot, and uh, the, I mean oddly enough, uh, the I have a week after they finish shooting to present the assembly cut, which the assembly cut is uh, everything. Uh, I usually try to go by the script, and if there's jokes or bits in there that are, you know, when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, that's a good joke, that's a good bit. I'll put that bit in there, even if it's off script. And, uh, you know, sometimes a scene will be the scene plus, like, five bits um, that are funny, really funny, um, to me at the time anyway, but, uh, you know, and then you present it and yeah, the director will come in and you watch this behemoth of a movie that's like four hours, maybe four and a half, something like that. But yeah, front to back. If, if you're laughing straight through, you know you have a hit. Uh, yeah, if you're laughing for four and a half, you, that's never happened for four and a half hours. <laughs> never happened. So we'll talk about a little, some of the specific scenes. I, favor. I love the, because uh, I can relate to the old man trying to be cool, the scene where Seth and Rose go to the party the first time the first to time, be cool. Yeah. Uh, so how do you approach something like that? Because it's multiple <clears throat> points of view. You have Seth's point of view, Rose. Right. How does that, and when you first get the footage, is that in the script, or you have to kind of find piece together? That scene. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, it, it's pretty much there. Uh, the point of view is there. Like that. That's the kind of consistent thing. Is that uh, you know Nick has given them the point of view. Like always keep in mind. You know, let's try this bit. You know, he'll throw out lines and stuff like that. But he's already given them the point of view that they need to keep in mind. Yeah, and they'll diverge here and there but you know it's always there so yeah 
Is that something where they, they, the director will say, all right, shoot it like the script for the take I need and then try something else? Or is it just... Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll shoot it and then they'll keep the camera rolling and then it'll, they'll shoot it again and they'll keep the camera rolling and then they'll shoot it again with a, he'll throw out four different lines and then we'll keep the camera rolling and, you know, it's like 40 minute takes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which means you're, you're, you're clipping a long time. So editing, sounds like editing comedy is much longer than a drama. Just, just the amount of time you have to spend. Uh, You've you got to really work fast. Because you, you're, given, you're given the same amount of time as any other movie. But, you know, again, 15 times the footage. So it's really difficult. Yeah. Uh, we were talking a little back uh, in the lobby, uh, the great fight scene at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How much of that was scripted, improved, or choreographed together between the two? Uh, interesting. Honestly, that fight was uh, it was originally a lot shorter. Uh, they kind of fought only in the hallway, and uh, you know we we had an opportunity to get some additional photography, and uh, so we took it. And uh, part of that was part of that was the air. I think there was one additional airbag. Uh, you know, when he catches it with the broom, and then the other part was this uh, was the fight sequence. Where we're like, you know, they should really fight more because uh, everybody. You know, that was the consistent thing that we got from uh, like two or three early test screenings. Was you got this buildup between uh, Seth and Zach, you know, that they should fight. And they kind of did fight, but it was so short and brief. We were like, okay, we need to really beef that up. And uh, so it, it became very scripted and choreographed in that additional photography. But only, I mean, it, originally it was only in that little hallway. Everything inside the room with the dildo, the trampoline, the ceiling fan... <laughs> Uh, that was kind of an add-on. There was even a, there was like four other things that they crashed into or used in the room that we ended up cutting out because then the fight was too long. So it's interesting because we talked a little about you know during the screening um, how important in comedy, especially your timing, the setup, the payoff. Yeah. So it sounds like you had the great setup, the whole battle between the whole movie, but you the payoff just didn't. Hit. Yeah, it just kind of it, it it happened, but. It was, and then it was done. So everybody wanted like a little more, like a little something, you know. And and that fight scene worked pretty well. I I hope. Yeah. Do you guys think it worked well? Uh, it's also great because you, you you get to almost you are also mashing genres together because you have a great comedy bit, mm-hmm. but now you have an action bit. Mm-hmm. So is that something as an editor you kind of have fun with when you get to oh, kind of merge? Yeah. Not just doing one straight style or. Totally, yeah. The, uh, the, it was kind of... Uh, well, I've done that for a number of films, but, I mean, the interview, when that comes out, that's, there's a lot of action in that. There's a, and that was amazing. Uh, to cut, like, the, we have a tank helicopter fight sequence, so that was kind of awesome. Um, but, yeah. And when you think of <laughs> Seth Rogen, you think of a tech, tank helicopter sequence. Totally, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Every time. Every time. I mean, that was... Uh, <laughs> 
you know. So everybody know the the movies about trying to assassinate uh, the North Korean leader. Try, yeah. Try, well, I mean, it starts out with just an interview with Kim Jong Un, and then it morphs into the CIA recruiting Seth and Franco to assassinate Kim Jong Un, and then wackiness ensues. <laughs> So I, I guess you're excited about the controversy that North oh, Korea's yeah. not happy with it because it's only going to help your ticket sales. Oh, well, totally. Yeah, it's like it's the best free press we could ever <laughs> possibly imagine. And, and what's nuts is we've been, like all through the movie, we've kept, we keep tabs on what's happening in North Korea, you know, with like, oh, Kim did this today, Kim did that today, and, and whatever. And that, he does some crazy Like, (laughs) plain and simple. And so none of the controversy was surprising at all when it it kind of blew up uh, when the trailer came out, you know. Uh, So we were all like, yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) So working with, you know, now you've worked with Seth, we talked about five times. You know, five different films. So now do you, is it, you get, now you're just in sync more? You kind of know what... Footage you're yeah. going to get from him, you know what he likes, you know what. Pretty much. Yeah. So that helps. This is one of the reasons. There's still a few surprises, but I mean, overall, definitely in sync. You know, you're like, all right, this is great. I know Seth's. I mean, I hate to categorize someone as having a bag of tricks, but you know, you you start to see patterns, and Seth has a bag of tricks, and they're a great bag of tricks. So I'm kind. I kind of know what. His mannerisms are at this point, and like, okay, he's probably going to take advantage of this joke. And oh yeah, sure enough, he did. Great, that's awesome. <laughs> and when you read the script, you know he'll deliver. Oh yeah, yeah, like you know yeah. he's going to do it. Uh, talking a little about, so now we have you have a movie like Neighbors, and we'll go into some of your other work, which I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, you've got Seth, who is great, funny, comedic, but you also have to balance Rose Byrne. Right. So do you have? Do was ever concerned like, can she keep up? Like when you first read the script, and then, of course, they were great together. Right. And same thing with Zach. Did you have anything when you read the script that maybe... uh... Oh, yeah. When I read the script, I was like, man, I hope they cast somebody that can hold her own. Uh, That was was a huge concern, I think, when I originally read it. I'm like, man, we need somebody good. And I heard they were looking at Rose, and I didn't... At the time, I didn't know enough of her work to really gauge, you know, whether she'd be capable or not. And then, you know, day one of dailies came in, and and man, it was like smooth sailing. And I'm assuming, obviously, and it's hard to imagine if you had a not as good as actress, that changes your whole editing process because totally, you got to yeah. cut her yeah. out or you know change. Well, you, you have to. I mean, you have to cut. You, you're you, there's a little, so much to balance because you have to cut for. Um, story and then the rhythm of your actors is, is huge plays huge into how you're cutting the comedy of it so if you've got some you know someone that is on a totally different rhythm than everyone else you you've, you've got to make you've got to make the overall adjustment to the whole scene you can't just cut that one person otherwise it's going to be, you know, very Im- uh, unbalanced. And it sounds like that's where editing can make or break a movie. When you yeah. have the imbalance, you can save it <laughs> right. or take it the and other it, way. Yeah, it, it, it can make an actor or an actress look terrible or awesome. 
you know, by doing that. And you just got to find the overall rhythm. But, but you were grateful for this one because Zach and uh, Rose delivered for you. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, let's go. All right. So we're going to talk a little about This is the End. A movie that we actually showcase at UC Santa Barbara. No way. Uh, as I mentioned, the documentary. Uh, so my first question we talked about is, why Danny McBride, the cannibal? <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> and why uh, did I think obviously? It, it, because it was obvious from the very beginning. Uh, it, it was, I think that was one of the earliest concepts was to have Danny as a cannibal. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like okay, well, I, I remember they were kind of. Uh, when was that? I had run into the guys and they were talking about story ideas, and that was one of the ideas. It's like, oh, and then Danny should, Danny should definitely eat somebody. <laughs> like, and then it, it just, and then they kind of backtracked it from there to like, okay, well, how would he get to that point? And that's what. Happened. And I assume Danny was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, "Oh, yeah. This this is a good. This is a good idea, guys. Let's do this." Now we talked about Rose and you know Zach. You weren't sure they delivered, but you weren't sure. But you knew all these guys had the comedic timing. Oh, yeah. So did you go into that a little like, "All right, I know they can deliver everything I need." Totally. And uh, you know, it was also an interesting mesh of genre. It starts as a comedy <laughs> parody, right. goes into this horror. Was that kind of appealing to you? Kind of like, oh yeah, mixing the genre in the middle of the film. Mm-hmm. It was uh, that was one of the most appealing things about it was the uh, just the mix and for you know for what they were saying was this uh, um, like I guess studio comedy you know no studio comedy turns into what that turned into <laughs> um, so yeah it was definitely appealing it was totally different than uh, I mean I, yeah I was trying to I was trying to put it in a reference of anything I'm like nope. I can't think of anything. It starts one way, goes totally different way. I mean, you know, you get a you you think you know what's going to happen, and and uh, sometimes you're right on the money. Like you knew you knew Jonah was going to become possessed at some <laughs> point, but you're like, oh, well, I got to stick around and see that. <laughs> yes, I like the way they were shot and edited. The how much of The Exorcist. Yes, <laughs> yes. Was, uh, very purposefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that, that. So, let's, let's go back. All right. So, how did you get into editing? Let's go back to your earliest <laughs> days. Um, hmm. Spite. <laughs> that would be that would be mostly how I got into editing. Um, I went to uh, at the time it wasn't part of University of North Carolina system. It was just a film. It was an art. It was part of an art school, and they'd open the film program. I went there, <clears throat> and um, the first two years, it's very. You know, it's a very hands-on school, or, or at the time it was, and so the first two years you do everything. You write, you direct, you produce, you shoot, you edit. I might be no. That's that's about all of it, and so you really get your hands, excuse me, dirty with everything. And at the end of the second year, you you, you basically you can elect, you kind of rank your your choice of what what uh, concentration you want to go into. Like, oh, I want to direct, and I was up against some really hard competition. Uh, like David Green was in my class. Mm-hmm. Um, and some really, really talented guys for directing. And I was like, I was acing all my directing courses and everything. 
editing how's it making like C's you know which is, is kind of like that's failing in an, in an art school especially like you make a C you're like oh you suck so <laughs> uh, I of course then ranked my concentrations as directing <laughs> uh, writing <laughs> shooting producing and, and then editing last <laughs> and um and you know the result, and the results come out like two days later. You check the board; it's like it sounds really old school. You know, you go check the board, like where did where did I land? Where did I land? And boom, I'm in editing. So I'm like, what the f- is this? <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I've been making I've been making seeds this whole time. Well, what the hell? So I, I go and I talk to my, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, my my mentor. Um, professor mentor and she was a little flighty uh and she and i didn't get along the best as that relationship and um so i asked her i'm like what what gives why am i in editing and she was never able to provide me a really straight answer on that um what are you talking about well editing one you know and just like me just tell me like you know you 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 got some stiff competition dude you know there's there's 10 directors that are awesome and then there's you so you know like that answer i could take but all i got was so you know i was like all right fine i just kind of had it with her and i said (laughs) i said all right well i'll take the editing i'll be the best an editor that comes out of the school forever, like, oh, I'll be better than you. I'll be better. I, mean, I really laid into her, and it was really not kind what I, what I said, but it was really uh, out of spite that I took to it. And the last two years, I just really, really took to it. And, um, you know, I just, I, I went from watching like four hours of movies a week to 10 hours of movies a week, and, you know, just studying, 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 and reading. I read Walter Murch's book like three times and discovered he's crazy, but, <laughs> you know, still a good editor. You know, I love that he puts little cutouts, audience members in front of his monitor. <laughs> it's in the book, I swear. And I was like, I read that, and I'm like, that is really interesting. I'm never going to do that. And so, yeah, that... Mainly out of spite. That's how I got into it. And then uh, after film school, I was the first one to get a job in cutting industrials in Raleigh, North Carolina. And David Green called me up about nine months after graduation and said, hey, I did this movie, George Washington. You want to, like, come and edit? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I just got fired. So, (laughs) So I was drawing unemployment while... Doing well, cutting George Washington. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so it was uh, great. And, uh, and then, the, and did the you start happened. on film, or did you go straight to digital? Always digital. Uh, yeah, uh, we. I cut on. I cut on actual film one time in film school, hmm. and uh, from there it was all. We did George Washington on Final Cut Pro one point two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So you're happier now with the advancement in the software? Because oh, yeah. uh, you're time. on Avid. Is, you know, too, Avid, so, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, all right, I'm having a ball, but I want you guys <laughs> to have a ball. So let's get some awesome questions. Can you talk about the, uh, you know, sort of like the theatrical and DVD cuts? Are they made sort of the same time you, know, when you have those extended versions? How, what do you feel as an editor? You know, 
Which one do you feel is the film? I mean, are they both kind of the thing? Or the, film, the film is what is released in the theater. Uh, always. Like, I'm not a... I was so glad that... I don't know. Did Neighbors come out with an extended... No, I don't think it did. I don't believe none of that. We so. had extra stuff on the... But you know, on extras, you know, like the like the Civil War thing. Like, I think that's an extra. But you know, for the most part, I'm working with guys now that don't. You know, they're like, well, this is the what's in the theater. That's the, that's what we went to all the trouble, you know, to release. We tested for that version, and and we edited for that version. The extended stuff is like. It's really tedious. I mean, if you've seen some of the, like, I can't even watch the extra long super bad. It's, like, really terrible. <laughs> um, you know, but the theatrical version is still, it still really holds up. It's great. So, yeah, Nick doesn't like it. I don't like it. Seth doesn't like the extended DVD thing. It's, it's kind of weird and pointless. <laughs> well, I, ha- I have one, so maybe we'll jog okay. it for you. Um it seems when it comes to comedy, obviously, is, is very tough timing. One second you can be off yep. and it ruins the shot. But it seems to get always <clears throat> or tr- consistently ignored by the Academy. Is there, is there any reason you feel like just, they will not, let alone best picture, but it's definitely right. editing, they will not look at comedy. Like recognize an actual comedy that makes people laugh? Yes, and then yeah. and say that's actually, <laughs> the editor did a great job. He should be nominated. Uh, that's why comedies are hard. Uh, no, I, I don't know why that is. It, you know, they, they classify, uh, they classify odd things as comedy. Like last year, American Hustle classified as a comedy. Not a comedy. It, it's a drama with some funny stuff. Uh, that one was really baffling. Uh, musical, uh, what was the, uh, Inside Lewin Davis, musical. How is that a musical? It's a good movie, not a musical. Comedy musical, Lewin Davis. That's my first choice. I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little, that's a touchy subject uh, with me on that one. Because, um, like, I, I mean, true, there are, I mean, the comedies that we're making aren't exactly highbrow. Like, I would not classify neighbors as highbrow <laughs> comedy. But it's genuinely fun it's genuinely entertaining you get great laughs out of it it's not it's not the same cookie cutter that's you know that's getting fact you know just factoried out you know like uh i don't have any examples right now and i don't want to put other movies down but there are def well no i will paul blart too <laughs> sorry yeah that movie can burn in hell um <laughs> So not funny and does not deserve the award. No. <laughs> so, no, I agree with you. I, I, uh, I don't, well, I don't know if I was agreeing with you or not, but I'm <laughs> agreeing with myself that, no, the selection of comedies seems a little skewed somehow, and I don't understand it. And to me, like, it's actually the Academy, the Oscars don't separate the music and comedy, but they nope. don't seem to recognize, you know, comedies are an art. I mean, it is, and they are challenging and just because it's lowbrow doesn't make it, you know, it right. actually might be a better editing job or acting. I couldn't agree yeah, more. So. Do we have any Academy voters out here? Make sure you vote for the interview. <laughs> uh, I want to thank the Carsey Wolf Center and the Department of Film and Media Studies for sponsoring the event. Thank the Poly Theater interns.
As you see behind the cameras, they're making a great TV show. And talk about covers, they always have to fix every bad profile shot of me. And they do a wonderful job. Uh, so appreciate the editors that will fix this. And of course, like Zine Baker, coming all the way out and sharing this movie with us. And his insight. Thanks, then. Let's hit some pizza. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.